Welcome to the Bothering Strangers podcast. My guest today is NFL player Shaquille Taylor. He is on the New York Giants, but he is currently not playing this season because he opted out on the COVID list. Shaq, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Just, you know, chilling. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. So let, let's just get right to it here. You are not a whole lot of players opted out this season. Only three or four on your team did. So why did you choose to opt out? for COVID reasons? First of all, it was a hard decision to make. You know, it was uh, very personal. I had to talk with, you know, my agent and my family about it. But uh, the reason it came down to my family members, uh, like five of my family members having it and my grandmother passed away from it. So uh, it kind of hit close to home. And me dealing with uh, severe asthma, you know, I feel like, you know, it had a chance to affect me in a, a pretty hard way so I chose to make that decision you know to opt out this year and you know I'm still doing the same thing I'm working out grinding you know just putting in the work putting the time to make sure I'm ready when you know it's time to go next year come back whenever so. do you feel like it's harder now working out because like now like you're in Florida you're working out by yourself with a trainer maybe but it's like if it were if it were a regular season you'd be working out with your teammates do you feel like it's harder to work out as hard by yourself oh uh, at first it kind of was like it was hard because I had so much time on my hands but really I'm really on the same schedule you know I, I'm so programmed you know to playing football around this year that uh, I'm I wake up early uh, I work out I'm on a you know, uh, eating routine, meal prep. Um, I can't really watch film like that because I don't have my iPad, but I try to, you know, watch what I can. But, I mean, with all the time on my hands, uh, I've just been, you know, trying to learn new things, you know, and, and use my time wisely, you know, to to really, uh, to really, you know, replace that time that if I was in the NFL, what I'd be doing, you know, I'd be in meetings, uh, practice, you know, so I'm really trying to stay in the groove of everything for when I, I get back to doing those daily activities in the NFL. We were talking right before we started this, you've been getting into investments and other stuff this season. So yeah. do, you, do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, so uh, with the time that I have, I really uh, spent time learning about uh, investing. I, I first got into it me and a close friend of mine, you know, he, he's also in the NFL. In the offseason when I was training, I was staying into uh, – I was staying in Airbnbs for like five months, you know, just training, you know, state to state. And I was spending – I was spending a lot of money. So I'm like, man, how can I – you know, instead of me giving other people my money, how can I capitalize off of, you know, Airbnb or whether it's whatever I was doing. Uh, so I started, you know, heavily researching, you know, how how I can get into the Airbnb business. And it kind of was like, I kind of was stuck because at the time it was like the end of July and, you know, we had to report to training camp. So I'm like, dang, I'm not going to have enough time to, you know, get into the Airbnb business or whatever. But I took a risk and I was going to uh, – <clears throat> just have one of my family members running it for me, you know, cleaning everything, making sure it's everything's uh, going well while I'm gone. And uh, I mean, I still have to opt out. Now I have time to really learn about 
uh, not even just Airbnb, uh, invest, like real estate investing, but investing in general, uh, stock market, you know, um, trucking, uh, you know, vending machine. It's so many things you can invest in, but I'm just spending my time learning new things that, you know, I can invest in and have multiple sources of income, passive income coming in, you know, versus watching TV all day, you know, watching Netflix all day, playing the game. Like I don't even, I don't even play the game anymore, which is, it's crazy. I used to play the game like every day, but yeah. I haven't played in like three months. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth, it's worth it. You know, it'll, it'll set me up, you know, in the long run. It'll separate me, you know, in the long run. I feel like the problem with like watching TV, you're like, I, I, were you talking about Madden? Oh, uh, I played Madden, uh, 2K, Fortnite, you yeah. know, yeah. Call of Duty. It's like the problem with like watching if you're like playing video games is like time slips away so fast. So fast, man. So fast. Like, one Fortnite game takes like 20 minutes. Exactly. That's like Madden. One Madden game takes like 30, 45 oh, minutes. It takes a while. Yeah. So, so like, so you're like, oh, I'll play for 30 minutes. And, and then like you check your phone. It's like, oh, it's been three hours. All right. Exactly. I should really like, stop now. Even with like Ben's watching shows on Netflix, like I had to oh, really, same thing. Same. I had to really like think about like, dang, like how am I utilizing my time? Like, what, what can I do to to you know separate myself and I guess learn new things? You know that I guess the average person wouldn't want to learn, but I learned that like the average person complain about a lot of things, but they don't put the time into you know, know how to better those situations. So I kind of told myself that, you know, with all the time I have, I'm going to learn those things that I'm not the average person may know or want to learn. Did you have, um, well, you've been on the Colts, the Broncos, and the Giants. Were, were there any financial advisors like, on those teams or did they like help like hook you up with any financial advisors to kind of help you out? Or is well, that in the NFL, uh, as a rookie, you know, you it's this thing called Rookie Academy. You go there like once a week and they bring in different people to come and speak to you about uh, it could be like finances, credit, business ideas and everything. But uh, I didn't have a financial advisor uh, my whole last year. I just got a financial advisor in March. However, <clears throat> I just kind of cut ties with him. I didn't really cut ties with him, but. I said we can like keep the relationship, friendship going, but as far as like everything else, I, I can do it on my own. Cause I mean, before I got him, I was already budgeting. Uh, I already had a CPA to do my taxes. And I only, I really needed to know about stocks and bonds. So when I first got with him, you know, we'll, we'll go over that, you know, break it down or whatever stocks and bonds. He was explaining to me about it, but I didn't really, it, it kind of was going in one ear, not the other. Like, I retained some of the knowledge. And some of it, it was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. But now I got the time to really – well, in the offseason, it was an extended offseason because of the COVID. Yeah. So, towards the end of the offseason, I just decided to, you know, just start learning about it. Like, uh, just put my time towards that and – it's been, you know, I opted out, so I have a lot of time now. So I really learned a lot about it. So uh, I told him, hey, you know, we could keep the relationship going. You know, we cool, we could be friends or whatever, but I don't really need your services. You know, we can help each other, whatever the case may be. But 
far as like, you know, making my stock portfolios or whatever, you know, I can handle that on my own, basically. I dang, you know more than most, but I don't I don't I don't know anything about Man, that. That's it's 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 not even hard. That's the crazy thing. I know, thing. I know. I just I'm 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 like the people you were telling you were talking about where it's like yeah. I just don't want to learn it. And like it's definitely like like we're around the same age. And it's like we should both be we should everyone our age should have some knowledge of it. Yeah. See, I regret like because I took I took business classes in the college. I took marketing, I took uh I think finance, I took statistics, and it broke down like balance sheets like earnings income like <laughs> i remember it, that too. the crazy thing is like dealing with stocks and stuff like is they try to speak it in a different language but it's basically like profit coming in like taxes like capital gains like taxes it's they try to speak in a different language to really yeah. throw you off like but it's it's the terminology it's, the terminology is, is what throws you yeah. off yeah yeah but it's it's easy it ain't really too hard you just got to be willing to invest your time into learning about it. But yeah. I mean, for sure in the long run though, it'll separate you like, hey, cause I mean, we spend a lot of money on these products like Apple products, you know, uh, what Pepsi products, food, you know, shoes and clothes like Nike. Why not like want to own a percentage of that company instead of, you know, you keep giving them your money have them, you know, give you some money back. Like a couple companies, get, they pay dividends, like to their shareholders. So it's it's a it's it's a lot, but it's it's not too hard. Like once you put the time into learning, yeah. yeah. If you put like, yeah, I feel like you know, if someone puts like an hour a day in, two weeks later, it's like they're gonna be there. That's how I was. Like, yeah. First starting off, it was like an hour a day. It was uh, me and my close friend, you know. Every day we'll just, you know, throw out business ideas because we always been different. Like we wanted to, you know, stand out from the crowd. And being undrafted, you know, your your future like uncertain. So we didn't want to just depend on football as one income, because you never know when, you know, it could be a last time playing. So we figured, hey, we might as well, you know, learn how to do something. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but Shaq and I went to the same college, University of Kansas. We have the same major and the yeah. same minor. And, and when did you graduate? You had one class. Of, when, when did you graduate? 2018. 2018? I mean, 20, 2019. 2019. Okay, yeah, and I graduated just a couple months ago, one year later. So that's like, just, I think I should have said earlier, but uh, I feel like, because it's like you were talking about un, being undrafted, but it's also like, talk about like, how it's like to the average fan, like we think that all, all these football players, basketball players, pace players have all this money, but it's like, you know, we, it's like, we don't know how, how one, how people spend their money. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. So you may have a lot of money, but you invested poorly or you overspent, but it's also like taxes take so much of it. So just talk about that for a little bit. I, I don't know how uh, any other sport is taxed, but I know for sure football if you whatever you whatever number the public sees cut that in half like divide that by two because yeah. that's how much the athlete gonna really see you know and being undrafted none of your money is guaranteed so yeah. you could get you could get really in the nfl none of your money is guaranteed only thing guaranteed is your signing bonus you you could get cut any day and you know your, your money gone like like that but um 
Yeah, the, it's it's a lot of we in the highest tax bracket, so you're gonna get taxed. And you pay taxes in every state that you play in. So whatever <laughs> team, for you. Huh? Three states for you then. Yeah, well, yeah, but every <laughs> whatever uh so say you play for the uh well if you're in Florida and in Texas, it's no state taxes, so you send a lot of your money. But say if you travel to California to play a game, yeah, your check gonna be <laughs> wait, wait, is it like like if you're playing well it's like you're on the Giants. Let's say you're playing this year. The Giants go to play the Rams in LA. Is yeah. that game check from that week taxed as a yeah. California? Yeah, I didn't know that. Taxed, you get taxed for you get taxed for New York and you will get taxed for LA. Well not. I mean, but which one would it be though? Both. You gotta pay. You gotta pay New York state taxes, and you gotta pay California state taxes. Oh my, that that's a lot of tax. Yeah, that's because like that's what um a couple years ago, like when Joey Bosa on the LA Chargers, top defensive player in the NFL, like when he was drafted, he ha- he held out from coming to training camp at the Chargers, and everyone thought it was because he like didn't want to play for them or something. It was just because he was from Florida and was trying to get residency in Florida, so he would get taxed less, which you can't do. But it was it was only because of taxes. I see. If yeah, see if you would have went to a Florida team, he would have seen, you know, more money than if he would have it was in LA. But <clears throat> on the up as an upside though, your taxes is you get a you get a good amount from taxes whenever you get your tax refund. Yeah. You, amount, yeah, so. you play it right, you can get a lot back. Yeah, but I mean, it's just receiving that. Like, dang, like, where did all the where did all this money go? But hey, that's what come with it. Did you have this moment when you got like your first check from? I guess to be the Colts, your first team, and you were like, I thought I was gonna make twice this much. Uh, <clears throat> and OTAs. Uh, so <laughs> and OTAs basically uh spring, spring camp or whatever. I think the rookies were getting paid like I think it was fifty dollars a day, and maybe it was like fifty dollars a day. Uh, and then that's it. Yeah. Okay. It, I think it was fifty dollars a day or a hundred dollars a day, and OTAs is only like four days a week. Okay, not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was one, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really tripping. Uh, training camp. A moment that really shocked me is when. Uh, <clears throat> training camp, I think I forgot how much we was getting paid. It wasn't that much. Maybe it was like a, a thousand after taxes, like a thousand a week or something after taxes. And, and um, we went and played the Bills. We we played a preseason game. My second preseason game, I think, was at the Bills, and we played them. And uh, it was me and a couple other my uh, rookie teammates. And when we got our checks, the checks was like two hundred fifty dollars. It was like three hundred dollars. Like so we were like, dang, like we reading, you know, you get your direct deposit, you reading the the uh check stuff, <clears throat> and you seeing where all your money going. And we paid New York so much money. Yeah, because you got cause you're on the Colts, so you're in so Indiana, then you go that you go to play the Bills in New York, so you gotta pay Indiana and New York. Yeah, but see in Indiana tax is really not even that high. But New York Yes, New York's a high. New York, Tax does a lot. It was on that check and then the next check from the next game. And New York taxes was on that check too. Wow. Yeah. And they, that, that, that's how they get you. 
Yeah, it's, it was like, dang, right? I didn't, we didn't really know, but we found out quick. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very, it's like a rude awakening. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I really got to save money now. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> I feel like that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, it's a stigma that a lot of athletes go broke, you know, but I feel like if you, if you live below your means and you're not just spending your money doing everything, you know, trying to, follow the crowd, you know, keep up with the Joneses, you'll be, you'll be straight. Like, but I guess that's why a lot of people get financial advisors because mm-hmm. they don't really, athletes don't really have to have the time to learn about financial literacy, but it's important. You can find the time, but Hey, I'm not knocking no financial advisors, you know, <laughs> playing it, playing it said, do you feel like, um, just with like, you know, getting those first checks, checks and be like, oh, I made so much less that when you were, you know, like, or, or sorry, do you, do you feel like with your rookie teammates, when you, when you were on the Indianapolis Colts, you're a rookie and you're, you're undrafted, you're fighting for a spot, you're making like not very much a week, but then you have like the first round pick that, that the Colts picked that year, who I can't remember off the top of my head, who has all this money. Do you, do you feel like, like, like those guys are overspending? Nah, see, I got to <laughs> – my close homeboy, shout out, uh, his name Rock. He was their, their first pick. He was picked in the second round. He actually wanted to – I'm not going to say cheap. He's like one of the most frugal dudes. Like He doesn't spend a lot of money. But he was their, their first pick, you know, which it, it was shocking to me because I'm like, dang, like, you know, you got all this money. He had disposable like, income. Yeah, it's smart, though. He Like, he brought to my attention, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't know. He he gonna he gonna have money for a long time. You know, he's gonna be wealthy for a long time. But um no, I didn't really know anybody that did anything crazy, like nothing out of the ordinary. No, the group of guys I was around, they was I feel like they were smart with their money. Um yeah, I think I my first check I got from them, I paid off my debt. I paid off I think my credit cards. I had bills like Cause I, during during training camp, you get you only getting paid so much, but you still got to pay bills. So once I received my like my first game check, which was a, a decent amount of money, I paid off all my debt that I owe, you know, throughout college or whatever. Did you have student loans? Cause you like you went South Dakota State for a year, full ride at full ride at South Dakota State. Then you went to Mason Community College for one season. Then you went to the University of Kansas for your last two. Did you have student loans from from college? Yeah. Yeah, I had I had student loans from uh, Mesa. So Mesa Community College, it was a community college in Arizona where you had to pay for your uh, or you had to pay for food and housing. Yeah. So during that time, uh, I was getting financial aid. So, but I had to use some of that towards uh, my books and stuff. I believe. But I had ended up taking out a loan so I could have a place to stay and food. So yeah, I took out a loan. It, it wasn't that much though. It probably was like I think like seven thousand. It wasn't too bad. But but like if you let if you let it sit there and it's like the interest racks up on it. See how it was though. Uh, it the interest on that didn't start until I want to say this year. Oh wow, it's good. Yeah, it's good. So, I think it was like four years on it, so it didn't start till this year. And I ended up paying it uh, 
I paid some of it when I got my first check. And then the end of the year, I paid it all off, just swiped it. Yeah. And I, I actually had another thing. I was in debt. Uh, man, a car. When I had, I got my first car when I was at Kansas. So I didn't really have no credit like that. But you know, the dealership and everything, they're not gonna tell you. You know. Oh, oh, they'll they'll screw you over. Yeah. So that was when I had to get out of my my car situation and get into a better one. Now that you know my credit was established, uh, I got great credit now, and that was one thing I had to pay pay off to get out of that situation. Did you, um, I like, I didn't know this until, uh, recently, but it's like, like, like in Arizona, if you play sports at a community college in California, they don't give scholarships either. Yeah. See how the, the conference I was in though. Uh, so I was in like Arizona, Western and Eastern Arizona. Like it was, it was schools that had, they give out scholarships. Like you, you stay in a dorm, and it's like a little college, basically. But the one I was at, we didn't, we didn't oh, have okay. that. Gotcha. You had to, you know, hey, do you on your own? Okay, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it like that. Um, just kind of a pivot here. Uh, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast a few years ago, and they had Arian Foster, who used to be the running back in the Houston Texans, talking about uh, how like the fans don't realize how many surgeries college and NFL players have to get like in the off season, even if like they didn't injure something, just like recover something. Is that true? Like, is that a thing where it's like, so like so many dudes, like even if they had a healthy season, they still have to like get a surgery just to fix something up. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, luckily I haven't really had a lot of injuries, severe injuries like that. Uh, but that happened to me when I got to Kansas, matter of fact, uh, coming in from Juco, I had a torn labrum, but I didn't know, you know, I played on it and everything. My first year, my first month at Kansas, I think we was doing physicals and uh, I had to get an MRI on my shoulder and it ended up being torn. So I actually, I had to get surgery on my torn labrum. I had to repair it and I couldn't do spring. I couldn't do spring ball my first year there. So I had to sit out for, I think like five months. It was the worst thing ever, too. Like a a shoulder injury, man. You can't you can't do anything. Like I, I realize how much you need your shoulder to to do a lot of a it's lot of things. Like everything, like it's all body movement runs through there. Yeah, and then I had the uh, I had the little not the cast, but the the big the big sling thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you gotta sleep with it on, so you gotta sleep like upright. You gotta sleep like you sitting in a chair. That that just sounds uncomfortable. Man, I was at uh Towers, Jayhawk Towers. I was there too. <laughs> yeah, I was there in 2017, but not that year. Man, I couldn't even. You can't sleep on your side or it'll hurt. You can't sleep on your back; it'll hurt. It was that's probably the worst pain that I ever really felt. Like. What what tower? What years did you live in the Jay, in the Jayhawker Towers? Twenty spring twenty seventeen. I moved out after spring. Okay. Right. We didn't we didn't overlap. Just just so everyone knows, the Jayhawker Towers are like these on campus apartments at KU, the University of Kansas, and like a lot of football players live there. And yeah. uh, it's not it's not the best. It's like it's it's not it's not the best place to live. Yeah, you save a lot of money though. You but. do. You save. Yeah, I lived there for I lived there for two years or. Uh, 
three semesters, and I, I definitely saved a lot of money. Your uncle, uh, Robert, does he, like, have, does he have, like, a big influence on you? or? Uh, yeah, so uh, a, lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people do know, but a lot of people may not know uh, who my uncle Robert Nelson is. He, he really the reason that I'm, I'm kind of at where I'm at. Uh, he really he, he took me under his wing. Well, ever since we was young, he's like a big brother to me. He only he only six years older than me, so oh, yeah. yeah, he's like a big brother. So uh, it, ever since we was young, you know, he always just pushed me, you know, to because he he was a, a multi sport athlete. He played everything. We, even when I was young, like he had me doing training things, you know, walking to practice with him, cutting grass with him. Uh, but he had took me on his wing when I had. I, I chose to move to Arizona with him. So I really wasn't uh, on the right path at, at home or whatever. So I, a lot of things, you know, happened. It's, it's actually an article, articles on it when he was, when he first got into the NFL, because he was undrafted. We kind of was in the same situation. Uh, he sounds was, like it. Sounds like he it. Was, uh, just, he was just so, yeah, just so everyone knows, like, your uncle, Shaq, Robert Nelson, played like five seasons, five seasons in the NFL. Yeah. Something like that, and yeah, that's. He went to uh, he went to Arizona State. He he came in uh, rookie year to Browns. He was a tryout just like me. Uh, he made the fifty three. He played the whole year, and then I think the next year he was there. He ended up getting released. He was with the Cardinals, and oh, we kind of got we kind of got like the same story, even from uh, college. My freshman year, I was at South Dakota State. He was at uh, Louisiana Monroe. He did two years there. Uh, some events happened, and then he ended up – I think he ended up uh, getting kicked off the team. He transferred to Arizona State, and he played there for two years. And then uh, while, while he was there, I moved out there with him in my end of my junior year. And that's why I really learned, like, my work ethic, like how to really separate yourself because – he never really had the height. Uh, he was small. He like five ten, five nine. Very small. He, he was undersized, but he he'll outwork everybody. He, you know, he was the hardest worker in the room. Uh, he was fast. You know, ball skills quick. You know, he just it'll be times where we was out there. It'll be two two in the morning. You know, hey, let's go work out. Let's go hit the mountain. Like, I was right there with him. You know, we struggled together. Uh, we were sleeping on floors, couches, whatever the case may be, uh, struggling to make ends meet. You know, he was in – he was a college athlete taking care of a, a teenager. So Yeah, it, that, that's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was really – then once he went to the league, I was out there on my own. So In Phoenix? Yeah, I was out there. I really been when – I, when I moved in, when I moved out there with him, I was on my own since I was like 16. Yeah, because – okay. So, had, so if you grew up in Lakeland in near Orlando – and then you went out there with uh, – with- I, I grew up in uh, – I'm from Lakeland. I moved to Atlanta. Okay. I lived there. Before I went to Arizona, I was in Atlanta. And that's when I had uh, – I had stopped playing football. And I wasn't really – you know, I wasn't really doing nothing. I wasn't getting on the wrong path, whatever. But me and him, you know, I looked up to him because he was doing something a lot of people in my family wasn't doing or never got that far. So, and he was like a big brother to me. So, uh, I just felt like I had a, a, a better chance of, you know, become, 
becoming someone, uh, having a better future, you know, going out there and t- taking a risk, you know, living with him. I think he was 23. <clears throat> he was like 23. I was 16, I believe, or 16, 17. Went out there with him. I had, man, I had to catch the bus to school like an hour away. It was so much, man. It was, yeah. it really made me like, you know, into who I am today. Like being that young, having to take care of yourself, you know, it, it, it molds you into, you know, when you face obstacles, it's, it's, it's easier to get through them because you didn't face harder obstacles when you was young. So uh, living out there with him, then he went to the NFL. I was out there by myself, my senior high school, living on my own. Uh, Crazy. That, that, that's insane. It's like yeah, you shouldn't have expected that to happen. Man, I was living on my own. I had a roommate, me and my home, but he was in college. Uh, it was us two living on our own. I didn't have a car. You know, I was I had a bike riding a bike to school. I was riding a bike to work. To, yeah, to the Phoenix park. is not an easy place to be without a car, too. Phoenix is very spread out. Yeah, I was in. See, I was in between like Tempe and I was in Scottsdale. I was kind of in those areas, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hard. But uh, a lot of people looked out, though. You know, shout out to the people who did looked out in a time they you know they brought me in and and cared for me like I was one of their own. So. That really, you know, molded me to the person I am today. Did you, um, I mean, did you feel like, did you feel like watching, like, your uncle go from, like, being, like, undrafted to playing four or five years, so carving a career out of, like, just when he didn't have, like, a, when, like, his chances were low? Did you, did you feel like that gave you hope to, like, I can, I can, like, be in the league, too. Like, I can for sure make the NFL. Man, hell yeah, like. Even when <clears throat> playing Division One college football, like nobody growing up, nobody would have ever told me that. Like, who would have ever thought? Like, even when I was when I was young, young, like before I started playing sports, I had I had my bad asthma. My asthma was so severe that they said I would never be able to play sports. Wow. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was it was bad like that. But as I got older, uh, I think I think I was maybe like in fourth grade or something, I just got in. I was playing basketball. I started playing basketball. I wanted to be a basketball player because of Allen Iverson and because of my uncle. That's 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 what I wanted to do. But, you know, growing up, I played football, like, with my peers, like, in the, in the grass or whatever the case may be. So I got into it like that. And I just started playing football. I was playing all the way up to – Middle school, my freshman and sophomore year, I didn't even play football. I don't think a lot of people know that. I didn't even play football my freshman and sophomore year. What did you play? I didn't play nothing. I was. Oh, just, oh you were just you were just a student. Man, I was just whatever, like just going with doing whatever. And then I kind of like a lot of stuff was going on. I had to really like sit back and think, like, uh, you running out of time. So that's when I made that move. I I was talking to my uncle and everything. A lot of stuff was going on. And then, yeah, that happened. But growing up, man, ain't nobody would ever thought that I'd be in the NFL. Like, crazy. It's crazy. What? What? What was your? What were your parents? Like, what was your parents' reaction? You're like, I'm gonna go move out to Arizona. Well, I, I lived with my mom. I ain't lived with my dad. Um, but she, my mom, didn't want to let me go. Like, it was it was a lot going on. But she didn't she didn't understand at the time, you know. 
but I knew like me and my uncle, he did it. Like he he transferred, he went to live with he moved with somebody else in order to play uh football in high school. So he know what it was like. You know, he know what it, it, it could, what could happen. So I was like, man, I'm willing to take the risk, like whatever I gotta do. And, you know, it is what it is. Like I'm ready for it. But in my mom, she was she she wasn't letting it fly. Like she was not trying to go for it, but Somehow, some way, like I, I kind of like forced my way. Like I, I had to do what I had to do. I forced my way to it. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that going well. Yeah, it, it didn't. It was, <laughs> like, oh man, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened. Like yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's like, but if you didn't go, like you would probably not be in the NFL right now. Ain't no telling where I would be or what I would be doing. Like. Glad I ain't, I ain't take that route. You know, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, now, so you've been in the league for well, this would be your second season. If you're yeah, playing, I guess. Year two. Yeah. But you're on your you're on your third team right now, yeah. which which isn't that crazy. Like like a lot of guys like like yourself coming undrafted out of college do bounce around, but I, feel, I but I feel like people I feel like people don't realize like like how many guys are in positions like yours where it's like this team, then they cut you, then it's like this team picks you up and that team cuts you. Yeah, it's like, it ain't even, it's more so, it's crazy to me because, I mean, things could be going well, like, you know, but it's the fact that you undrafted. You know, it's a lot that come with that. Once you undrafted, you undrafted forever. So that's going, that's always going to be with you. But, um, you know, like, I mean, it ain't really, it ain't really phase me. Like, it's just, like I said, I've been on my own since I was, you know, young. I was a kid. So, I mean, to me, it was another obstacle. Like, I know I could play, you know. I played and made plays and games and everything. So, I know that wasn't really a problem with me. That wasn't really a, a problem to me or whatever. But it's just uh, – you just got to keep going. Like, that's what – anything in life, like, that's – it's a business. It's a job, you know. And – I'm undrafted, you know, whatever it is. They wanted to put me on practice squad for however, or, you know, they wanted to move on, however the case, whatever the case may be. You know, I can't really be mad at, you know, whatever they chose to do because it's a business. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, you just, uh, you can't get down or whatever you can't. You just got to go back to the drawing board. Hey, keep grinding, you know. Hey. Just, just remain, you know, believe in yourself. That's that's the that's the that's the biggest thing. Like long as you believe in yourself, you you're gonna be straight. Like that's that's what I live off of. Like you know your self worth, you know, you know what you can do, you know, you know what you're capable of. It's is like why stress about it or whatever, like just leave it up to God's hands, you know. Do you do you feel like once like like you're waiting to get drafted, right? You don't get drafted. Do you feel like at that point, like like you had blinders on, you're like, I know I'm not drafted, but like I'm gonna make the league regardless. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, that's that probably was the worst feeling. Like going undrafted is one of the worst feelings you would you would never like want to experience. Like it's validation it, is what it is. <laughs> you said it's validation? Yeah, because like you're searching for like validation from like one team to be like, Do you have enough faith in me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, it's that, like, but it's, it, it kind of messed, like, when I was 
the way I thought last year when this the process was going on, it, it messed with me a lot. Like it was tough, but it was like I'm not the type of person to just give up. I'm not finna go cry about it. Like it happened. So now I know what I gotta do to get myself in the situation for, you know, the teams to, you know, see what I can do. So once I got my opportunity, I took advantage of it and I never looked back since. Like Never looked back since. So, yeah, it was. It, it, it's tough being undrafted, but I was. I, I be telling my 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 old teammates at KU, man, like it's not. Once you, it's not hard. You just, you just got to be ready for when the opportunity presents itself. Like it, it's not hard at all. Do you think you? Do you think you were undrafted because like like you you played out your senior year? Like you played it really well, but do you feel like the issue was that? that was your first year that you really played out and like showed like other colleges and teams that like, that, like you're here and like, you're going to dominate. I don't really think that's the issue. Cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of players that get drafted off of like one great year. Like yeah. it's a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of factors that played into it. You know, uh, I don't really know what specifically it was. Uh, I, it was out of my control, you know, I really don't know what it was, but, I thought, of course, I thought I was worthy enough to get drafted. Like, I had a good year. I put up good numbers. Um, it's a lot that come with it, you know, but that's out of my hands. Um, I really – I did all I could, to be honest. Like, that's why I can't even really be upset or anything. Yeah. I gave my all the whole year, pro day, you know. I took chances. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what it was. Yeah. That might have been, <clears throat> they might might have been it, but sometimes, sometimes it's just like supply and demand, where it's like, you know, you don't you get drafted, so the Colts signed you, and then you are sitting here thinking you play you play really well in like training camp and all that, and you're thinking like there's a good chance I'll make the active roster, yeah, but your position just happened to be deeper, yeah, and I had uh, I had got a concussion like yes, and you got a concussion as well, which isn't which is. Yeah, that slipped my mind for a second, but so I mean, it was a lot. But in the end, I feel like I was in the. Uh, everything happened for a reason because yeah. once I uh, I took the settlement, I came back. I played as soon as I came back. I was active the whole year, so I mean, I can't even I can't even really complain. Like I feel like they believed in me. You know, I went out there and I made plays for them. You know, I did what they asked me to do. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what else I could have, you know, done. But I feel like I have a, uh, I always have, I always will have a solid relationship with those guys. You know, I feel like they really like me. But you know, some things are out of my control. Some things I can't control. You know, so it is what it is. So that that's a that's a really healthy mindset, though, is to be like, I mean, I can't, like, I did what I could do. Now it's up to them. Yeah, like you can't you, you always gotta control what you can control. Like if it's out of your hands, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, as long as you you know, you go out there and give effort, you know. What I mean, what can what else can you ask yourself to do if you gave it all? What what else can you do? What are your thoughts on um the NFL like this year, like with the with the social justice stuff they're doing? Because obviously in the past, like the NFL has just been known like as a league that doesn't do anything on that end. Yeah. And this year they're starting to adopt it. So, so like, are you like, are you happy with what they're doing? Do you think they're doing enough? Do you think they're 
but not doing uh, Yeah, I for sure feel like, you know, they're using their platform the right way to uh, spread awareness, you know, to people who may have not even, I guess, like seen it from uh, different perspectives or viewpoints. Like, it's, I feel like they're, they're doing a good thing for sure. Um, it's, it's not really much you can ask for, ask from, you know, for them. I mean, they still have a whole season to to play. You know, they got to worry about things in the NFL and stuff like that. But as far as what they're doing now, yeah, I feel like they're using their platform uh, to spread awareness, you know, to spread, you know, the, the the knowledge and everything of what's going on, what's really going on behind the scenes and stuff like that in ways that they can try to help, you know, better things. I feel like they're doing a good job at that. I, I was reading an article recently from, I think, Yahoo Sports, where they were talking, like, where they basically just saying that, that the NFL has a new, um, like, ratings issue because, like, they're definitely doing the right stuff with, with social justice, but they're losing a lot of fans that are just kind of like those, like, stick to sports fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I'm kind of curious about seeing how the NFL responds to that because, like, they're not going to stop doing social justice stuff, but they do want to keep those fans. I feel like. I feel like this year really exposed a lot of people's true feelings about certain things. So, oh yeah. So I mean, it's that's 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 what comes with it. Like you know, some people gonna like it, some people gonna hate it. Like, I mean, it's yeah, and they can't be NFL can't be you know one sided and just go with the people who feel this type of way. In the end, they trying to you know do what's right in their eyes, you know, and and a lot of people not gonna agree with it. I mean, that's just like with. Whatever decisions you make in life, a lot of people, you know, they'll agree with it. Some people will hate it. And that's just what it's going to be. But I know for a fact that uh, everybody's not going to stop watching NFL games. Well, not everyone. I mean, I, I, I think the NFL's concern is more like that. They're like, if enough people stop watching them, like our ratings drop, then like our advertisers drop out. And then, you know, the business side kicks in. I feel like. I, feel like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I mean, we're only in week two. So like. I feel like they'll be good regardless, to be honest. Like, cause even when the NBA did that whole thing, you know, it was a lot of hate towards that. But as soon as the NBA came back on, I mean, people was right back watching it again. Like, I mean, if, of course, people going to, you know, have their own opinion towards the messages that's being presented, but they still want to watch football. I mean, I don't feel like it's going to really hurt hurt the sports too, sports industry too bad, to be honest. Like, it's just something that needs to be, you know, done right now. Like, that needs to be spoken about. Like, it's, it's really no more, like, hiding it, whatever the case may have been. But everybody have their own opinion. That's what it really come down to. Like, some people don't like it. Some people don't hate it. Yeah, now, now we're just seeing them. Yeah, now it's yeah it's exposed. Oh, you feel, okay? You feel that way? You feel that way? Now, now we now we just know more. But also, like, it's I don't I don't know because like the the there there is a lot of similarity with the NBA. However, the difference is that the NBA for, ever since Adam Silver has been the GM for like five or six years now, maybe seven, is that he's been like he's like like is that players have come to him with I want to talk about this issue and he's kind of let them. Mm-hmm. But and now we're, we're traditionally with the NFL. It was like. Mm, I know you want to talk about this, but don't, you know, I like, just like, let's just play football. So I, so I feel like that's the difference. So there's definitely more of a shock. There's more of a shock factor and more of a getting used to like whatever's going on in the NFL. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm, 
it's only my second year in the league, so I can I can only speak on you know what's really going on right now. Like, I mean, oh, I guess they felt like <clears throat> I guess now was the, the the right time to speak on it, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you can people keep on talking about like the wrong, like being on like the wrong and right side of history. It's like they would not be on the right side of history had they done nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's had they swept under the rug, like it would not look good for them. It's it's obvious what's wrong and what's right, but a lot of people choose to not see, you know, from other people's perspective. They only choose to see from their perspective of what they learned, you know, growing up or yep. what they learned, you know, in the past, which is kind of selfish. But I mean, everybody can't be you know, transparent, like, everybody not going to understand. I mean, the, the job for, like, <clears throat> I feel like, like, the NFL and NBA is, like, to bring awareness because you got, you got people from every background, you know, coming together to play a sport. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's, it has to be, you know, talking about or presenting upon, like, to spread awareness so the whole world may can, you know, see things they never thought they've seen, like, until now, they 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 recognize what was going on or what's going on. Yeah, I, I talked about this in an episode a couple weeks ago with <laughs> with someone, not just not not even an NFL player, or on like on this podcast, and we were kind of talking about like how you were saying like how some people just don't choose to see things. Yeah, and it's like, and you described it as selfish, which is which is like that. I can see selfish. The way I look at it is like it kind of lacks. It, well, it, it lacks the desire to get uncomfortable, right? Because like you want to stay comfortable, and if you look at someone else's perspective, then you then you're risking getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's a little bit of compassion and um, empathy. I was gonna say sympathy, but empathy, where it's like, where it's like you can't. It's like I can't understand. Like I'm white, you're black. I can't understand your perspective. I can try to understand it better, though. See, that's that's what the biggest thing is. Like a lot of people don't even want to try. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. All all it takes is listening. That's it. That's all it takes. But everybody not open minded like that. And everybody ain't. It's 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 hard to be open minded. I mean, it's like I mean, for some people it's easy, but for 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 some people it's really quite difficult to be open minded. Yeah, for sure, sure. And that's that's like so. No matter what they see on TV, no matter how bad it gets, they're sticking. They're sticking their guns. Like, yeah, they think one way. Yeah, I mean, we, we all have those people in our lives. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll. It's only week two, so we'll see. We'll see the rest of the season here. Yeah. And kind of sure. maybe maybe it'll even out. Maybe the ratings will just go back up. I didn't even know they was down. To be honest with you. I mean, they weren't like down down, but like the NFL is. In a, they're in a mode right now where they're like trying to figure out like how do we see, if I was like the NFL I would look at it with I would look at it two ways if I were for them I would say we may lose these fans but we have an opportunity to also gain fans yeah yeah that's kind of like kind of like Nike when Nike yeah. dropped or when Nike brought Kaepernick onto one of their campaigns they lost like people they lost like consumers but they gained a lot more consumers mm-hmm. so I, I they're always just they're always two sides to that coin i feel like and 
we'll really, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's really no way of knowing. I urge, you know, people to go out there and learn how to build wealth, you know. It's, it's, it's real easy. It's not hard. All you got to do is invest your time. You know, take, a, take an hour out of the day. You, you know, people ain't doing nothing besides watching Netflix shows or on social media. You know, take 30 minutes or an hour and, you know, learn a new skill or something that you don't know about. Like, it's, it's, it's real simple. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of what I want to, <clears throat> like, I guess when I when I get out the league or whatever, whenever that time may be, I want to educate, like, the younger generation, like, it's more to it <clears throat> than just uh, sports and entertainment. Like, yeah, that's going to always be there. But, I mean, like, my goal is to really pass wealth down, you know, to, to my kids' kids, like, just throughout my family because it never – I didn't grow up with wealth, you know, passed down to me. So now that I got, like, the opportunity with, you know – my platform and the knowledge I'm learning, uh, I want to pass that knowledge down to, you know, the younger generation. And, and not even just the younger generation, just people who are willing to learn about it in general. Yeah. Sometimes they, they may be the older generation even. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the real truth. Well, Shaq, thank you so much for coming on and being my guest today. Yes, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Now I've loved that. I appreciate you coming on. This has been episode five of Bothering Strangers. And my guest has been Shaq Taylor, cornerback for the New York Giants. And we will probably see him play just next in just one season from now. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you and stay safe. All right. Thank you. You too.